We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Put a little Nirvana on. Get me in my feelings, Landfill. This is B. Mitch and Finley. Time to go through some power rankings. And it's interesting If you've kept up with us all year, we go with NFL.com for our power rankings. The theory being that they're kind of the least hot takey. Well, here's a hot take, Brian. Mm -hmm. NFL.com just didn't put out power rankings for for week 18. Yeah, they. The hell's that about, Landfill? They're like, look, we're moving on to the playoffs. Did you know that Gibson's Gibson's on the IR, man? Patterson is on the IR. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, a little bit of uh, news just came out the team has announced Antonio Gibson goes to the injured reserve list that creates time for creates roster space really Jarrett Patterson goes from the practice squad to the active roster Reggie Bonifon gets signed to the practice squad he's he was here in the preseason um I'm glad Patterson's going to get a game check here or a larger game check anyway um you know, I don't know that Gibson would be going on the IR if this was a win and end game against the Cowboys, but um, you might laugh at this, B. As Chris Kerwin just said, what do you know? It's the Week 18 flu. Yeah. A lot of people get that. Um, yeah. I, now, Gibson is beat up. I, I think Gibson and Robinson are beat up, frankly. Gibson, we can tell. Um, he's, been, he's been messed up for a while now. I saw a couple of hits, and then we had some mysterious thing. He gets hit. He he leaves out the game and then they say, "Oh no, we just wanted to get uh, what's called uh, what's kid uh, another kid, get him some uh, work." No, he was hurt. Then he goes. Then he doesn't practice the next week. You know, it's like we have to get to the point where we have to just let's stop thinking we can we can manipulate media people and, and fans and say, "Oh, he's not hurt." Then why if he's not hurt, why the hell is he not practicing? That happens several times with Gibson. True. Um, I just got this tweet from Biker of the Apocalypse. He says, honest question, what good does signing someone to the practice squad do at this late juncture? And I'm going to answer that for you, Biker of the Apocalypse. At the very base level, you get a practice squad check for a week. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also important to point out that as much as this team's not headed anywhere. They have, let's just use round numbers, B. They got 20 front office people and 20 coaches that odds are will remain in the NFL, even if they're not here. Mm-hmm. Let's say that they. That person's name is going to be on their mind. And and this kid, for the instance here is Bonifon, right? 
Bonifon gets a full week of practice in front of them. Or hell, maybe he only gets two days of practice. But let's say, you know, the assistant special teams coach ends up coaching special teams for the Tennessee Titans three years from now. And late in the year, he needs a gunner. And he remembers how hard this kid Bonifon worked in a week 18 no postseason on the line. Like, that stuff matters. Making impressions to coaches matters. Um, getting good work on tape. Because they're not just taping the games. They're taping practice, too. And that stuff gets sent around. Mm-hmm. And then, even more than that, because of the expanded rosters and practice squads and the m- way, way more relaxed rules about bringing players up from practice squads, we don't know for sure that Bonifon might not even he might be able to play on Sunday like they haven't done anything with Brian Robinson let's say we get to Sunday's game and B-Rob in. can't go and he's inactive and they have to pull somebody up from the practice squad you need so, to use a real check but I think anybody yeah. it just take it put yourself into that for the person that asked you the question okay you're trying to get in, involved in a certain level certain business okay you got two companies out there one of them offer you a job you haven't gotten nobody to call you, but that one said, you know what? We got a week. You can come work. You're not going to take the job? That's what the benefit is. It gets you in front of people that can have, give you an opportunity to have a future. Totally. And and you want more opportunity than less. Like It's not that complicated. Um, even if it's quick, you know, it's uh, you're happy for players to get it. I, I – will not be surprised at all if there is more more roster machinations more coming over the le- next kind of 48 hours. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, let's uh, – so Landfill, in his infinite wisdom, because NFL.com let us down, we've been their, you know, their biggest – advocate, arguably, by go- using their power ranks all year, yeah, and they decided supports. no power rankings – yeah, what the heck? No power rankings for Week 18. So Landfill found what I think is pretty cool um, is ESPN put together a list of 1 to 32 based on the entire season. The last ESPN power rankings before the playoffs start, I guess. Because I, I suppose in some fashion this, this week it really is the playoffs. So B, who would you say today is the best team in football? 49ers. Can't be Philly, man. Philly's taking on water. 49ers. I, I, I'm not going to – I'm going to say we keep saying Philly taking on water. That's because they just don't have that certain quarterback in there. He comes back, that's different. But I would go with the 49ers right now. I, I agree with you on, on what you're saying about Hurts, but, like, he's got a sprained shoulder. Like, it's not like – you know what I mean? It, I don't know. we got to see him come back and be the same before we know well, he's I'm just saying, same. after he sprained his shoulder, he threw uh, some hella passes with the shoulder sprain – now he's been out for two to three weeks. I think he's a different quarter. He'll be a different maker for that team because I watch Minshew. Minshew does not run the football. And also lost they, a tackle, too. They were, they were able to handle him because he sat right there for him for the most part. All right. ESPN ranks the Chiefs at the top of the heap. They have the Chiefs number one. Uh, the Chiefs are 13-3. and three. The Chiefs in the ESPN power rankings this year never fell below number four. I feel like that tells you a lot. Oh, they're good. I mean, yeah. and and their defense has gotten a little better, but they're not anywhere close to some of these other teams. But their offense puts so much pressure on another team to where 
their defense are normally facing people throwing the football, and they can they can you know they can adjust to that. Remember all the talk about the AFC West being the best division ever in the history of football, mm-hmm. and now we're at the end of the year, and the Broncos fired their coach, and the Raiders benched their quarterback. Hmm. So, so much for all that. Um, I do find this interesting, though. The Chiefs won their seventh straight AFC West title. Seven straight is crazy. Um, they went 5-0 and in the division. And now, they've got one game left against the Raiders this weekend. But they won all five of their AFC West games by six or fewer points. Hmm. That's, that is playing it tight, man. Yep. Um, the and Chiefs they, have played They, they five- know them a lot better. Everybody they play oh, yeah. know them better. Well, dude, division games to me always end up being a lot tighter than you expect, or often end up a lot tighter than you expect anyway. Um, the Chiefs have played five games against opponents that have four or fewer wins. They lost one and won three by six or fewer. I mean, the one off the top of my head was the Texans that went to overtime. I mean, they played some bad teams and, and, and didn't look potent. But here's the difference. The Chiefs are still to be feared in the postseason as Mahomes has passed for more than 5,000 yards and is having an MVP-type year. Mm. No argument. Yep. Uh, Number two on their list, they go to the Bills. Um, This one's a little interesting because that Bills-Bengals thing is still just looming out there, and we're not sure what they're going to do. But the Bills are scheduled to play the Pats at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um. The Bills are obviously loaded. I, Without Von Miller, I got some defensive questions. I think Josh Allen might turn it over a little too much. But, Bryant, who knows how they're going to respond to this DeMar Hamlin thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that team is close. And I think uh, it, it will be on their minds. But I also think that they have a coach that's leading them who's a solid dude. And he's a tough, tough ass. So they're going to go out there with a mindset, we're doing this for DeMar. So, I would say New England, don't piss them off too much. They already pissed off. They may destroy them. Well, I I mean, I I think things like this can often have a galvanizing effect, Mm -hmm. especially as the news starting to emerge that it, it looks like Hamlin is improving. You know, he's fully neurologically intact, um, was one of the reports. He's out of... He's he's awake. He's sounds like he's alert. I, I think I, maybe this is a, a wishful thinking, B. But like, if you if the Bills are hosting a late January football game in Buffalo, and say Hamlin's able to be at that game or, or, or walk out on the field, or or even just post a video message from wherever he may be recovering, man. That is a, a football team that you have to think would be incredibly, incredibly That atmosphere would be sick. It'd be, it would be <laughs> wild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, number three on this list is who you said would have been number one. That is the San Francisco 49ers. Let me ask you a question. This is – sure. If Purdy wasn't quarterbacking and Garoppolo was, would they be number one? You know, I mean, they did just have the tight game against the Raiders – um, but yeah, I, they sure. won it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I just think that we 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 our and I'm sure they think this too. You look at Pat, and you look at Josh. Oh no, we can't say this. That kid has kept them afloat. Oh yeah, 
And where they were when he took over, they are above that. They were seventh last week. They're three this week. Here's what I think is crazy. So the Niners are three on this list. What do you think the lowest San Fran was this year? Because remember, they were kind of like well on Trey this Lance. List, I saw it. I just saw that. So. Okay, that says a lot. That at one point they were kind of middle of the pack. They were 14th since they traded for Christian McCaffrey. They are nine and one, hmm. riding a nine-game win streak. And and I think perhaps the most telling thing is that. Every team that plays San Fran loses the next week. Yeah. And if you want to be dismissive of that and just say that it's coincidence and fluky, fine. But that is a physical football team. It, it, a coincidence is like three or four times, not the whole damn season. Right. It's you know not like I mean? 14, I think. Huh? It's at least 13, if not 14. It was 14 when we went into our game against them. That made it 15. When, right. When – Right, I think when the Commanders lost it to made the it Browns, that made it fifteen or four. Okay, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. that's the last. So lot, now man. we'll see what the Raiders do this week. <laughs> All right, so the next two on here, would you put the Cowboys ahead of the Eagles right now? No, because ESPN did. Well, the ESPN forgets that Dak Dak will turn the ball over more than anybody else out there. It is it, Dak is not having the best season, but the Cowboys just had an impressive comeback win against the Eagles, where I think Dak threw an early interception and they, they were able to fight their way back. Um, I, I do like this stat, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Cowboys have three wins against teams with at least eleven wins, and although they might not repeat as NFC East champs. They have 12 wins in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 94-95. What's going to matter for Dallas is what they do in the playoffs. But three wins against teams with at least 11 wins. I think they went up to Minnesota and kicked the snot out of the Vikings. I think they they just beat the Eagles. Now, the Eagles didn't have Hurts, which is a huge factor. Who was their other win against the top team? Does anybody remember offhand? Mm-mm. Did they beat the Niners? Or did they beat somebody from the AFC? I'm pulling it up now. Um, they beat the Bengals in week two. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, because they, they didn't yeah, have that's 11 got... wins in week two. Right, right, right. I mean, right. So, I mean those, a lot of these stats are just ridiculous. If, the Bengals, um, if they played the Bengals today, I don't think they beat them. So, Dallas at four, Philly at five. Um, some interesting stuff here. The This Eagles group has rewritten the franchise record books in many areas, including touchdowns with 58 and sacks with 67 in a single season. Devontae Smith is now tied for the most receptions with 88 <laughs> by a receiver in single-season franchise history, joining Irvin Fryer in 1996, while A.J. Brown is just eight yards shy of Mike Quick's single season team record for receiving yards. Um, Quick had 1,409 receiving yards in 1983. B, you were on some really good Eagles teams. They're rewriting record books on a franchise that has some really good records. Yeah. I mean, that that team has shown how good they are. And I think it's going to be, if they're going to do anything special, Jalen has to be healthy. Uh, and I think that's why they hadn't played him. Um, I don't. We don't know if he's going to play or not this week. They said that that's still up in the air. But I think if he comes back healthy, 
that settles them right there. And their defense, oh. their defense got to play better too. But you know, you look at their offense. Their offense turned the ball over in these last two weeks, a few more, a lot more than they normally do. True, and, and dude, hurts. Now maybe he was dealing with the injury, but he had a, a way more. Um, I think he had three picks his last game before he got hurt. Um, so if you look at Philly through one, two, three, seven, ten, through the first fourteen games of the year, mm-hmm. they had ten turnovers as a team. Ten turnovers in fourteen games. In the last three weeks, they have eight turnovers. Mm. Something I just yeah, Hurts had and, two interceptions in that last game, and then but still he had three hundred fifteen yards passing with sixty one yards rushing. I think with three touchdowns rushing, I think that right there is the difference between him and Gardner Minshew being out there. He's talk, dude. He he. You the, get Hurts out there. It's a yeah, different defense team. can't play them the same when he's at the helm. You get Hurts out there, it's a different team entirely. I, I am a big believer in timing in the NFL and being hot late in the year rather than early in the year. The, the Eagles with Hurts and with Lane Johnson are an absolute freight train, but what is Hurts going to look like? What is Johnson going to look like? Uh, Josh Sweat, I, I believe, they, is expected to be okay, but he was removed from the field via stretcher, I think, um, in the last game. So, you know, that – I think uh, their safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, dealt with some injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let's be real, we're not going to know what that Philly team really is for another two weeks. Because whoever comes out to play the Giants this weekend, they have a lot to play for. But if guys can't go, they're going to go in the playoffs. And, and that'll be a, a much better t- test. Um Sixth in these power rankings, Cincinnati Bengals. I might have them higher. I, I think the Bengals are, are super hot going into the playoffs. They host the Ravens on Sunday. Now, obviously, a, a, as much as we think about the Bills with this DeMar Hamlin situation, the Bengals it was it was at the Bengals field. The Bengals players were on the field, too. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you got to wonder what, if any, effect that has. I, I don't know what it will be, but it's uh, – it's certainly something to keep in mind. Here's what I'm thinking, B. I want to talk some Sam Howell, but let's let's figure out where the Commanders land one to thirty-two when we return. How does that sound? Let's do it. Have you? I haven't looked yet. Have you looked? I haven't looked. All right. Let's each guess, and then we'll figure it out when we come back. I think they're going to be fifteen, sixteen, somewhere right in the damn middle. I'm going to think they're going to be twenty. Wow, 20. All right, we'll find out where the commanders rank when we return. Before we go, though, got to tell you about my boys over at Cloakroom, nominated multiple times for the best overall gentlemen's club in the country, and it just got better. Located on K Street Northwest, Cloakroom is the first gentlemen's club in the United States to have their own sportsbook. That's right. You can place your bets at traditional betting windows or kiosks while you're hanging out enjoying the entertainment. If you're not into that, you can ride the elevator all the way up to the fourth floor with me to the beautiful year-round climate-controlled sportsbook and lounge called Over Under. It has a state-of-the-art retractable roof and TV showing 
all the games. You can enjoy hard-to-find liquor. they got a great bourbon selection. they got Bloody Mary and Mimosa specials every weekend morning. Over Under is my spot. You should check it out or just go to CloakroomDC. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let me ask you a question. They were 13 at the best. And they haven't won a game since then. You think they only dropped three spots? Uh, not a math guy, Brian. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying they. That's they were, a very good they were point. Seven and five. They just lost to Cleveland, who was already eliminated from postseason. But they were seven and five, Jay. They were thirteen. They tied and yeah, lost you're, three. You're closer to correct here. <laughs> um, can I amend mine to nineteen? Okay, I go with that. All right, I'm going to scroll down. So if you missed it. Um, this is ESPN's Power Ranks. They go Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Bengals, Chargers, Vikings at eight, who are uh, Giants at nine. If you're telling me, like, should it happen that the Giants go to Minnesota to play the Vikes? Give me the points. I know that much. Ravens at 10. Okay. Uh, now we're going to scroll down a little. Jags at 11. Packers at 12, who are red hot. Lions at 13. If the Lions are 13, then the Commanders are going to have to fall down this list pretty fast. Um, Pats at 14. 15, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Brian, I'm starting to realize that the Commanders might be below 20. All right. 16, Pittsburgh Steelers. 17, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks. 18, a team still with a chance at the playoffs, Seattle Seahawks. 19, a chance, a team with a chance still at the playoffs, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, boy, B. Number 20. <laughs> you know who's number 20? Who is that? Cleveland Browns, the oh, team that just beat Washington. The team that beat you and had the same amount of wins as you do. They sure do. Number 21, but number one in your hearts, the Washington Commanders. Mm, oh, man. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this variance, B. Highest power ranking this season, they were all the way up to 12. 12. The lowest power ranking this season, you remember when they were 1-4? and four? Mm-hmm. They were 31st out of 32 teams. Okay. Oh, this is about to be a real kick in the ass. I hope everybody's buckled in. Um, they asked, and this is coming from Kime, they asked regular season in five words or fewer. It only took three words, B. You want to guess what they are? What what are they? Year three disappointment. You know what? Because so much had, so much was put on year three. 
And, and, and they were seven and five. But even think about this. So much was put on year three, and we talked ourselves out of year one and two. They were seven and five. But yesterday kind of pissed me off when I heard all of the injury talk and the people we lost. Everybody lost somebody. I mean, it's amazing that the 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 the, the notion every year as to why you don't do something is because you had injuries or something else happened. You did you you dealt with the same stuff everybody else deals with. So as I said before, how about let's stop always believing this crap about the oh they play tougher late. No, they play tougher in the middle, and then they fall off late because they have to put so much into the middle that they don't have enough to finish off. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it has been exactly that. So when I heard that, I'm like, oh, now we're finding excuses. Because I feel if you had taken care of business early and made proper decisions instead of being stubborn, maybe we wouldn't have been just 75. Might have been a little better than 75. Then you guess what? You have, you have some room. You have room for error. You know, we didn't have any room for error because, you know, we do everything to where – Oh, we're going to just do as much as we can because we can't make people feel like they, they got to like me. They got to believe in me. No, no, no. Piss them off every once in a while. Make them work a little tougher. A pissed off player goes on a football field pissed off. Guess what he does then? He plays hard as hell because he want to prove people wrong sometimes. This is from John Kime about the 21st-ranked Washington Commanders who going into week, week 18 have a record of 7-8-1. Regular season in five words or fewer. Year three, disappointment. Kime writes, Coach Ron Rivera made a big emphasis on taking a big step in year three of his program, just as he did in Carolina. And by year five, the Panthers were in the Super Bowl. Instead, he'll finish with his third consecutive non-winning season in Washington, one of the most disappointing seasons here in a while. The Commanders were 7-5-1 and one and in control of their playoff destiny, only to lose three in a row. Washington wasted a defense that was playoff caliber most of the season, as well as a solid rushing attack. A poorly constructed offensive line combined with ineffective quarterback play from Carson Wentz in particular wrecked their chances. Mm-hmm. Pre- pretty accurate to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – listen, I heard the talk yesterday about the, the reasons and this, that, and the other, but hey, man. They need to have a shake-up in decisions over there. The those or he who has been making the decisions as how to pick a team should not be in that position anymore. And we, somebody could defend and say, oh, we got some good players. Yeah, you, have a, you don't have a good offensive line. You had, you had centers, a center that was coming off an injury. You had some other guys that you just, that you, you were familiar with them. That familiarity thing, that has to get out of the, the – the, 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 when it comes down to the things we look at to pick a person, we need to get rid of that when it comes down to this staff right here. It hasn't helped us. No argument there, B. I, um, I, I want to ask you something going into Sunday's game. Sunday, 4, 4.30 on Fox. I think the – I think it'll be who, – who's there? Like the A team now on Fox, I think, is Burkhart and Greg Olson. I'm pretty sure it's those guys that will be calling the game, which is kind of exciting. Calling what game? 
the skin the Commanders Cowboys game on Sunday. You think they're gonna put their first team there? It, I, Landville, look that up. It, that's my understanding, Brian. <laughs> because this is still a huge game. For it, it may have already been um, in that notion, but I think if they if they can flex their their people, they won't send their number ones to that team. I don't be. There's not like at, at, now. Granted. I don't think there's a dominant game for Fox this weekend. And Commanders-Cowboys, for better or worse, always rates really large. So I I do think that's what you're getting this weekend. Um, I'll try to pull up just what what games do you think would be better. So Fox, I mean, every game this weekend, you're not going to have any, I I believe you're not going to have any intra Uh, Apparently it's Burkhart and Olsen. It's Burkhart and Olsen, so... Fox's choices on Sunday, you're only going to have NFC games. Bucks, Falcons, Bucks have nothing to play for. That's shot. Panthers, Saints, nothing to play for. Um, Vikings, Bears, I guess the Vikings have something to play for. Um, Rams, Seahawks, the Seahawks could maybe get in. Giants, Eagles, Cardinals, Niners, Cowboys, Commanders. And I think... I think Dallas always has the huge national following. I I think that's Fox's best game, B. Okay. Which one would you say? I guess they go they still stuck on the the Washington, I mean Dallas Washington uh, rivalry. I'm I'm I'll go with that. I mean, I I if they Oh, that's weird. So you could make an argument that it it, it could it should be Giants Eagles, but course. that is on that's on CBS. Oh, well. Which seems kind of odd, but it's on CBS. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think the Week 18 rules are pretty funky anyway because there's no Thursday night game. There's no Monday night game. Like, there's probably just more inventory available. <laughs> um, so, yeah, especially if you if you take Giants-Eagles out of the equation, then I think Com- Commanders-Cowboys is a big one. I guess they could go to Rams-Seahawks, but... I don't think the Rams are the draw they should be, even as a Super Bowl defending champ. Um, Brian, I, I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Sunday, 425, Sam Howell's starting. I, I think Chris Paul's going to be starting. I don't think there's any chance on earth John Allen plays. Um, I'm curious. The commanders have practice here in about 10 minutes. I'm curious if Montez Sweat is out there, Brian Robinson. If, if these guys start to miss two straight practices, no chance they're playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um what is most important to you in Sunday's game? Like, not, and and maybe it's winning, but I think because of the nature of this game, it may not just be winning. I, I I'm gonna, you're gonna tell me when we come back. Brian Mitchell, Week 18 postseason is out of reach. They have missed the playoffs. What is most important for the Commanders to get done against their rival, the dreaded Dallas Cowboys, Sunday's Week 18 matchup? Don't go anywhere. Be Mitch's answer when we return. What is most important to you, B, in Sunday's game? Most important, I would love to see a win, but that's something that I know will be tough to get because of how they're going to address it. But just watching some of the, the young guys that will be getting opportunities. Watching them uh, see where they're at, see if they made some uh, steps, you know, because that gets to let me know about the player and also the coaching. Uh, also, I would love to see some fight, 
You know, uh, the thing about it, there are games you can get in and you can lose, and people can see that you just don't give a damn from one quarter all the way to the end. But there are games where all the way down to the end you're fighting and you're showing that you are competitive. And I think if, you know, when you look at teams that go out there with their starters and they see other teams that don't have them, they don't not always play up to what, what they're capable of. It's sometimes like, ah, we're going to win this game. I would love to see this game move into the second half and we go, oh, Lord, they're putting up a fight here. You know, uh, I don't want to see all kind of mistakes because at this point we got 40-something professional athletes that's been on the team for a whole season. They should understand the little small things of a game. I know, like, well, for me, as the season goes on, I think everybody should know how to huddle up, line up, where you're going to go, don't have all of the false starts and things of that nature. So I'm I'm still looking for professionalism, and I'm looking for them to go out there and try to put these guys in positions that are going to help them. My judgment is not only the players on the field. It's those guys sitting on the sideline that can dictate what happens. For me, Brian, it, it, it's not that complicated. I want to see – I always want to see clean football. I don't want to see procedural penalties. I don't want to see delay of games. I, I want to see a young quarterback getting in and out of the huddle quick. Um, listen, I, I don't believe Cam Curl's going to play. I don't know if Jamin Davis is going to play. I don't know who will be setting the defensive huddle if that's the case. That's something to keep an eye on. I, I like clean football. It, it's one thing if there's penalties in the flow of a game, right? If there's pass interference or holding or a face mask, like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that th- those are action penalties. They happen. And they happen. those happen. Yeah. I, I don't want to see inaction penalties where where somebody lines up wrong and you got an illegal formation or an illegal motion, those sorts of things. Because that, mm-hmm. that, is, that is coaching and, and mental mistakes. Um, I, I hate that stuff. Um, I, I want to see Howell play and play well. I, I, I think he's a kid with a lot of talent. I have no idea what he can become. Um, and, and it's entirely possible that his ceiling is just kind of a high-end backup. Mm-hmm. But let's find out. Or let's at least get an idea. But what I want to see most of all, be is the same thing we saw last Sunday at FedEx Field. Unfortunately, we saw it from Cleveland. Yeah. But I, I, I want to see a team show up. Yeah. And, and be ready to compete. Maybe you don't win, but but give, give it a real effort. Go, get, go out there and compete. And young guys that are getting an opportunity that haven't gotten opportunities otherwise, take advantage. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland fought all the way to the end, and what they did, they made adjustments, and they got better as the game went on. They didn't start the game off on fire uh, or, or slow and just, not, just let it go. I think one thing we got to do, and this is on the coaches again, I look for adjustments, and adjustments are not just once a game, man. I watch us doing some stuff well, then all of a sudden we're not doing it well because the other team made an adjustment, and then we don't ever start playing well again. Do we only have a one-move thing where we, or we can only make one move, and then all of a sudden now when they, they, they adjust to that, we like, oh, we're stuck now. You got to find a way to be able to make some more adjustments. Uh, William Lightcap on Twitter. I, I like this one. He said, "I want to see Scott Turner come up with a game plan for Sam Howell's strengths." Yeah, I, I think that's entirely fair. Uh, let's try to let's try to move the football with this kid. Let, let's see what he can do. I, I think that would have 
real value. Um, I, I think I, I'd like to see a game because let's be real, man. The fans that were there last week, it wasn't a great crowd. There were empty seats in the lower bowl. Is When they've had good crowds this year, it is packed in the lower bowl. And then whatever happens as you get further up, mm-hmm. you know, the club level, a lot of people are just kind of hanging out in the bar or inside where it's nice and warm. The upper level, I don't know that this team and this organization over the last 10 years have really done enough to sell out the upper level. That's just the reality. But the, a good crowd to me is that lower bowl is full. And, and when I say a good crowd, I, I don't mean anything against the folks that were there because they were there and they were cheering and they were loud. Mm-hmm. But you're just you're not getting enough people there. Yeah. And I think part of that last week was the Browns are, are, are were already out of, out of the postseason race. And frankly, a lot of Ohio people probably had a big night the night before watching Ohio State play and were a little depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd love – for the crowd at that game on Sunday and the people that are going to be at this thing deserve something to cheer for, give them something to cheer for. Let's see Sam Howell hit De'Ami Brown. Well, you know, like I'd love if a, a guy like Armani Rogers or Cole Turner, some of these tight ends we expected stuff from early in the season that you really just haven't seen it. Like maybe those guys make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the guys – like, like the stuff you should expect this week, and this is perhaps silly, but it's real. Hal's been running scout team most of the year. Yeah. So some of the guys on scout team might have a chance to make some plays this week because they're, they're used- working with their, their yeah. guy. Yeah. I'd love to see, like, Percy Butler make a play. Some of these rookies that haven't gotten a ton of time that probably will. Um but above all of it, man, what I want to see the most is just go out there and be super competitive and fight and and fly to the football and just, you know, look like a team that wants it rather than a team that uh, knows it's week 18 and on Monday morning we're cleaning out our lockers and we'll see what happens later mm-hmm. in the, yeah. you know? Definitely. And and I think a lot of that will come down to coaching. Um and, and we'll see. I, I don't know. There, there's what you want to see, and then there's what are you expecting to see. And those could be pretty different, I think, B. I think totally, yeah. But, I mean, I think whatever we necessarily want to see, we have to uh, kind of, like, temper that a little bit. Because a lot of us are, you know, when you get and go into a season, you have a mindset. And now that things have changed, that doesn't change everybody's mindset, but you – we have to be able to, you know, adjust uh, and in this motion and, and like pump the brakes a little bit because things have changed. Now it's not the same approach based off the team. They say it's to win. But when you're not playing all these major starters and you're playing a lot of veterans, a lot of younger players, you're trying to see what you have and give people a chance. So the, the goal has changed now. And I think the, the fans have to understand that as well. Sean Merriman, former NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, All-Pro guy with 45 career NFL sacks, joins us next. What does he expect to see in Week 18 across the NFL? Don't go anywhere. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.